I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Good afternoon to you and yours. It is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff in for choice today, sitting alongside Chris Need and Clint Scott. The first voice you hear when you call the Visual Edge IT hotline at 806 771 Tons to get to today, but I have to first start out with A.O. Sneeder. What's up? How are you, sir? How you been? Man... How you been? I started the day off great. I started the day off, you know, the Lord woke me up again. It was awesome. I I knew I was getting a haircut at 8.15 this morning. Just one? Yeah, just one. I'm sorry, dad joke at 1.45. And then about about 7.35, I'm catching strays from Chuck Hines. You did. And Jamie's Jamie's jumping in on you, and you kind of – and then – I defend myself a little bit. And then right after that, now David Collier's throwing shade at me. Collier's throwing shade at you? Yeah, he's he texted me, and I'm like, what? And then and Chuck is, he, he jumps right back on the bandwagon. I'm like, what did I do to you? This whole idea that I'm going to, I'm secretly wishing for an official to get hurt because I've got I my said, referee uniform in uh, my car. What did I say this morning? I said, I don't think you're secretly wishing for someone to get hurt or sick. But you may also carry your uniform in your car. Yeah, if I if I'm on the way to or have just come from officiating somewhere, whatever the case may be, and it's, then it's we got into a like, whole really fun conversation about things that you carry in your car all the time. It, it's it's like kind of like, like the whole the idea of well, you know, oh, it's Chris New the heckler. So I'm going to show up at every game and everything. Oh, are you going to heckle this game too? No. Why not? Because it's four year old basketball. I don't know, man. Some of those kids could be heckled. No. I just, or what about the parent? You could heckle parents. No. That could be a whole new sport. No. No, no. Yeah, put like, me in, I think we're on to something. Put here. me into a bad mood this morning. And I've been in a bad mood all morning. I have. And I'm and I'm sorry I brought my bad mood to the air. Well, <laughs> you know, it's hard to hide a bad mood. If you it, it really is. And I was I was like, man, it's great. It's Thursday. I got my first baseball game of the year today to officiate. So yes, Chuck, wait I have my I Hang have on. my baseball gear wait, in my wait, car today. Wait, wait. You're getting to watch you're getting paid to watch baseball today. Yeah. Say that out loud. That you're getting paid. I'm gonna officiate a baseball game. You're being paid to watch baseball. Say that no, out loud. No, I'm going to officiate a baseball game. You're getting paid to watch a baseball game. No, no. Jamie Lent gets paid to watch a baseball game. Well, sure. I get paid to officiate a baseball There's game. There's more than one person Act, that can be One of us is actually working. Game. Okay, hold up on that car wash. Unlike like Chuck, when he's sitting there getting paid to watch women's basketball. You're going to say Jamie doesn't work during the game. I'm shot fired. That was a big shot fired. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm that, kidding, that's Jamie. a hold up on that car wash. I'm kidding, Jamie. I'm really, I'm not mad at Jamie. I'm mad at Chuck. You are mad at Chuck. And I that's am, and I, that's allowed. Like, I'm not telling you, but I'm trying to point you in the right direction here. I know. And improve just, your day. Oh, I'm, so I just take that back from Jamie and I throw all that shade on Chuck. There you go. See, this is all we were trying to do here. Because I think Chuck actually is secretly hoping that somebody on the tech staff gets fired so he gets called up. Take that seat. Which coach do you think he'd be? Like, what would he be in charge of? Socks and jocks, man. <laughs> that is Chris Neat, everybody. So uh, jump yeah, in on I'm the I'm right. I'm soured. Challenge. I'm soured. You are. I'm trying to help, though. Exactly. Like, okay, I, man. I am not of the opinion... That's not, that Sour Sneed is the fun Sneed. No, he's not. I know Sour there's a Sneed fun Sneed not, out there. Sour Sneed is not fun Sneed. Um, have you been here since this thing on the corner of the board has shown up? And do you know what that is? Yeah, I missed one yesterday. Oh, you missed one yesterday. So yeah, you took a shot. I did take a shot. Okay. Because uh, I was hoping that... Uh, so I, ma- I need clarity here. Go does ahead. Clint have 11 or does he have two? He has two. 
Okay. That's Roman numerals. Okay. Roman numerals. Well, it's, then it's someone a, needs to tell the, Jamie the that we're using the Arabic. Yeah, that we're, he's, <laughs> using, he's, he's using Arabic numbers down there. Or we just have to figure it out when, when Clint gets another one and we know he didn't make 111. Well, I mean, how do we know this? I'm dedicated, man. I don't leave until I make 111 trash can shots. <laughs> um, we are going to be getting into some sports today, other than just our trash can basketball competition and officiating for uh, what level of baseball are you officiating today? Just high school, man. High school baseball. Nothing. Yeah. There's not. I was. You could have been. I've already had. Literally. I've already done my college. My. My D one stint in baseball, man. I, that those days are over. And you done. could have been helping somebody out on a little league. I was just checking. Uh, I I did those ga- days too. I did that in college. The day the day I I graduated from college, got a real big boy job, and had insurance and all those things. That's the last time I said I'm not doing any more of that that youth anything. Is this a big boy job? This is this is fun. Now, what I asked is this a big boy job though? Well, I, I, I mean, I get, I get paid to do it. Okay. But I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not pulling any insurance or anything here. Right. I get that at the other gig. Sure. And, and that other gig is the big, 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 big boy job. Like, that's yeah. an adult job. No, it's not, it's like, not. that's a responsibilities job. Yeah. You got bosses that got bosses that know you have to do something. Not everyone got bosses that got bosses. Right. But those bosses know you have something to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the the next tier, not like my boss knows I have something to do. My boss's boss knows I have something to do. But that's kind of where that, Line ends if there was another boss. Yeah, um, you're past that with where you're at in your big boy job. Like you're a, a man of authority. <laughs> uh, I got responsibilities. See, yeah, all way. more things that have helped Sneed in a good day today, and you get to watch baseball today, yeah. and get to tell a kid that that was ball four and he can take his base. No, I don't. You're not in the umpire. I'm on the pillows today. Uh huh. Which one? There's only two of us, man. Oh, so you're out in second. No, I'm just asking. There's, you got a plate guy did, and a base guy. Did because, you, by did the you way, send me a list of this, who's with you today? This public service announcement, we're very short on baseball officials, so if you'd like to officiate, uh, reach out. Ran into a kid at the a basketball game the other day. Said It wasn't I, the one who was dragged out of the building, was it? No. I wouldn't recommend hiring him. No, but we were we were standing there watching that kid get dragged out, and, uh, and he told me that he was one of the kids that uh, reached out. Um, about officiating, and he, he wanted to, but he had knee surgery. Ooh. I looked down, and he had a big old knee brace on. So I was, That would uh, be a, a sign of knee surgery, yes. I said, uh, you can do it next year. And he's, and I told him, when you graduate from Tech, you can go do it wherever you're at. Just reach back out, and I'll tell you. But if you still want to get into it, you actually probably still could. That short? It's Well, we're short. You could get, we get you certified, get you uh, tested, and tested and rested, and you can go. Not arrested. No, no, that was the other guy that, yeah. you know. I knew that kid, too, by the way. Yeah, you uh, you sent me that information, and I very much thanked you for that information uh, because— Yeah, because you said you wanted that kid's want, name, you wanted his parents' name, you wanted his major. I want I his can, major. I can give you all three. I, I want his roommates because they're a part of this, too, because they didn't let him know that he was an idiot before he walked into the building. Like, there's a lot of people to blame for the, the, uh, the guy that gets pulled out of the game. No, no, there's not a lot of people to blame. There's that guy to blame. That he guy, like that lot. guy made it. He made an adult decision to throw a water bottle onto a court. I don't think he was thrown out for a water bottle. I think he was thrown out for no, a fight. No, he was leaving case. because of the water bottle. He got arrested because he decided he wanted to punch a cop, allegedly. No, no, I saw this. Uh, he swung. Okay. Hey, you know, until he's convicted of it, it's allegedly. No, I got video evidence. He, he did actually connect. Yeah, I mean, and I he wanna, hasn't been. I'll like, give it up again to the, our man, the mayor, Tony Bradford. Oh, man. sure. And I 100%. love I love his tweet about you know coming out there and being part of the solution, man. That's right, that's right, man. Uh, generally around here, we just agree with what Tony Bradford has to say. That usually Tony Bradford's good trouble. people, man. You know Tony Bradford, he comes out and he uh, I think I believe I'll be officiating with him in the IFC Dust Bowl. Oh, nice. Yeah, coming up here with the fraternity flag football game. I usually officiate that every year. My man Oscar will probably be out there, and you, Tony Bradford usually gets out there and helps helps. Hey, out. Chris, you like football? Love it. Let's talk some football next on The Bottom Line. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is The Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score.
Rolling through your afternoon on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff McGuire hanging in there for uh, the one and only choice. Woodman sitting alongside Chris Need and Clint Scott behind the glass slide and slides pushing buttons for us as he does on the program. Michael from the ranch sends this in, and I'm double-checking. Uh, football, uh, Texas Tech Construction. Because if this is what's going on, then uh, it's going to be a very boring time uh, here on the show. Uh, that's the FTF. That's the wrong one. Are you talking about, are they showing installation of a... They're installing something very big, something very important. The double T scoreboard. That would be what they are installing. Yeah. Let's see, on the construction cam that's live, that's still the FTF. All right, I'm going to have to do some digging during a break. But apparently they are installing the double T as we speak. Big league. So uh, that would be absolutely something you would want to check out while you listen to the remainder of said program. Heck to and the yes. speaking of the double T scoreboard mm-hmm. and all the construction going on. Wait, did one had a question you want to answer real quick. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not to answer that question. Uh, it was on the H. Lawrence Center chat line. Let me scroll down to it. Basically, his question was... Juan asked the question. Yeah. Sneed, I have always wanted uh, wondered, uh, wanted to be a referee in high school or college level. Do you have to start off in Little League ranks or any sport, or is it simply test and then hope you get hired kind of thing from Juan? Okay, so the answer to your question is if you want to start officiating, it's best to start at the um, youth level. Um, one, because you can get as many games as you want to work. Um, you'll, you'll get as many games as you want to work all the way up to high school in any sport. It doesn't matter. I mean, I've, I've done three years of volleyball, and I've worked a full varsity schedule in volleyball for three years. And, I mean, it's, it's fun. Volleyball's fun. It's also fairly easy. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's not hard. But once you take the next step, the next step involves uh, commitment from you for money to go to camps and clinics and to get seen, to get better, uh, to get tested. And you'll have to, then you, once you get into college, you have to progress from, in, in baseball, it started JUCO, then work uh, American Southwest Conference and then the Lone Star Conference. And then uh, like when I, when I was working Division One, I, I was just working for a, a bunch of different assigners working midweek stuff all over the Southwest. I wasn't in a conference. You can do that in baseball and, and be a Division One official. If you if you get into a conference, you you live the life and you work a conference schedule, you know. And but still, even those guys are working for multiple conferences. So like uh, Doyle Suter, who was a, uh, who just retired, worked for the Big Twelve. He worked in the SEC. I believe he worked in the Southland. He worked in the Conference USA. Doyle, if I'm wrong, correct me. Um, but uh, football, you know, we just work in one conference. But you basically progress that way. Um, you can get there. Um, I'll tell you this. Age is a factor. Physique is a factor. Rules knowledge is a factor. And judgment's a factor. The end. Oh, I'm just making sure I'm, that, you know, there could have been another factor. There could have no, been another, you know. I was, you I was a, just waiting. I was, I, was not, I was not a pregnant pause there. No, I was, the I, was, I was just checking. Yeah. Uh, it is confirmed that they are, in fact, installing a uh, giant red and black double T in sections. Yeah, we knew that. First section is already on the two poles as it is sliding down. So if you wanted to check that out, completely understand while we uh, talk about some Texas Tech football. On the pole sliding down. Horse name. No, Um, no, not a horse name. Not a horse name. Sliding down? On the pole sliding down. We were going to go with the gentleman coming to the middle stage. I'm just saying, I was trying to keep us out of trouble. Uh, What trouble was that? I'm... Football. It's the sport of kings, better than diamond rings. Football. Football. Talk to me. Okay. So, Texas Tech spring football is still a few weeks off. Yeah. Haven't started yet. Haven't even uh, gotten that portion of our brain going. But I want to kind of start that a little bit today with the spring coming soon to a football field near you. What do you want to see out of this spring for the Red Raider football team? Lack of injuries. Seriously, that's, it. that's basically that's it. it. I want to. I want everyone healthy that goes into the spring to come out of spring healthy. 
I I I am not a huge fan of the way the spring season works as it is because guys get hurt. And why do guys get hurt? Because they don't go as hard. And it's it's almost when people get tend to get hurt when they're not playing a hundred percent. Sure. And you know, it's it's really I I just I've always been a, an advocate for Hey, let's add a let's add a two game spring football season where a Division One program can play a one double A or lower, you know, no more than two divisions away from it. So down to a D two in the spring at their campus, and and that serve as the FCS game on the schedule in the fall. So, yeah, you're gonna play that game. Do you think that if they played a football game over at uh, at uh, Byrie Field? No. Or well, they can't play at Jones. If they were going to play at Jones this year, do you <clears> think <throat> that if they were going to play a, a spring schedule at the, at the Jones this year and they were going to play WT in Tarleton, do you think people would come? Yes. And you said, hey, we're going to charge you five bucks a head to come to this game. You think people would come? I bet you they would sell the joint out. A, an actual football game in the spring? Gosh. Rather than and rather than a glorified practice where it's offense against what, the defense and they're going to get eight eight points for no, a sack. No, let me roll that back real quick. Um, actual game, but the timeout rules are eliminated. It's basically unlimited timeouts for the two coaches. Sure, whatever. But you're going to play real games. It's a real meaningful football Meaningful football game. No coaches on the field. Everybody's, you know, we're we're playing it like a real football game, right. and it's like, you know what? How about a spring national championship? Uh, careful, because that gets us a little closer to the in season tournament for the NBA, which was a lot silly. Um, that's just games, and a and a makeshift trophy handed out. Well, why not? I mean. It, <laughs> Isn't that what you just did with? The I just I, I I caught myself mid sentence. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> I don't hate your idea. I I, 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 don't. I think it would be fabulous, and it it would be meaningful. And I, mean, I think a lot of different people could get a lot of different things out of it. Well, think about it. I mean, Bama and, and Auburn and Georgia—they're getting a hundred thousand people to show up for their spring game. Sure. Do you think they would get a hundred thousand people? If they showed up if uh, they were playing Mercer. Yes. Yeah, I mean, jeez. But for the universities that are having to pay for these teams to come in, then they're paying for those teams to come in, and yeah. you're playing for another team to come in yeah. and the non-conference seat portion of your regular season. Yeah. So that means Texas Tech is paying out twice or mm, three times. I think you can afford it. I don't know that you could afford it with a $5 ticket. Oh, okay, $10, 20 bucks. I think people would come. I think people would come. I think you'd have a full house. That's just me. I, and I, for the life of me, I haven't figured out why college football hasn't embraced that. Because it's been it's been pitched before, and people go, "No, oh, sure. no, we don't want to do that. Why? We, we don't want to do. We'd rather just go ahead and have a controlled practice offense against the defense." <laughs> Were you being the administrators or the coaches there? Yes. Okay. I'm just. I thought I'd ask to make sure I know who the I mean, ha 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 I, I think the you know the Alabamas of the world are probably the ones that are going to be like we're getting ninety thousand to, to play against ourselves. Sure. Why would I want to pay you know for uh, you know or uh, how about Presbyterian this? to show up here and get killed? Something you can do. You can partake or not partake in mm-hmm. the spring. If you want to be a part of the spring quote unquote championship, feel free. If you don't want to participate, nah, you don't have to. You don't have to. Be. But you know what? College baseball has done this. I mean, you see college baseball, the you know, in Florida, in schools where they're close to each other, you can take three games off of your spring schedule and play three games in the fall. And you can play against another Division One school or lower. And you can do that. And I would – if we were playing a fall weekend series, you think I'm going to be there? Yes. Hell to the Yes. Absolutely. I don't, don't know that Tim Tadlock would want to do that, though. I mean, I actually, you never know. You that never might be know. a fun question to ask, have uh, him ask. I mean, I think they'd all be like, I don't know. You know, I can put my best Tim Tucker. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't want to, you know. 
don't want to show anything in the fall. <laughs> exactly. And that's a lot of I mean, people really don't want to show anything. I mean, I'm just putting an idea out there. Sure. Nothing. I mean, and it's, it's all about money. It's on. all about money. And believe me, there'd be a lot of money available in that. Just saying. <laughs> Call the Yates Lawrence Center chat line. Michael from the ranch. See, Jeff? It's like I told my wife. I'm always right. Now let's just keep that between us. Wow. <laughs> Looking at uh, Tech Baseball and uh, what we know, what we don't know, what we think we know, what we might find out. It's all coming up on 100.7 score. It's the sport of kings. Better than diamond rings. Football. Nice. Getting to the point. But taking the scenic route to get there, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Taking you through your lunch hour here on the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff and Joyce sitting alongside with Chris Need and Clint Scott across the way. Slide the slides, push the buttons for us as he does on the program every single day. And Chris, it is Red Raider baseball season. Yes. However, I don't think we know much. No, uh, we're, we, we know some things. We know some. I mean, we're, we know that, uh, TJ Pompey is, uh, is a legit, uh, he's been nice. He's a legit athlete at shortstop. We know that Bazell is, uh, is money behind the plate and, uh, he is he is getting off to he's off to a pretty good start. Um, what we don't know is, um, you know, Cade McGee, his on base percentage is pretty good. We need him to to hit a little more. He's solid as all get out at third base. Um, we know that uh, um, Damian Bravo is is going to put the ball all over the yard. And uh, I think we, we like that. Now, what we don't know is, is Gage going to hit enough to hold off um, any movement in center field? Um, is Austin Green hitting enough to to uh, force his way into the conversation in the outfield? Uh, is Landon Stripling hitting enough to force a conversation at first base or second base? Or DH, which creates a conversation about the outfield. And catcher. <laughs> so, well, we know this. We know that Bazell's going to catch uh, at least twice a week, uh, tw- a weekend. Um, we think that he's probably going to catch, you know, if we've got two midweek games, he's probably going to catch one of them. Maxie is probably going to catch one weekend game and maybe the Another, a second mate. We're right. Yeah, so – um, and when, when Maxie is catching, Bazell will DH. That means Austin Green has to play somewhere. Is he sure. going to play in center or is he going to play in right? And the, or is the, he going to play second? The wheel goes around and around and so around. The wheel goes that, around and around. That, and it, you know, it, it, it forces conversations all over the place. I mean, Tracer Lopez, yeah, he's hitting 175, but his on-base percentage is, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's off the chart because he walks a ton. Um, and so you can you take him out? Do you take him out? I mean, Katie, uh, um, Gavin Cash, love you, son, man, but you gotta you gotta pick it up because there's a there's a strapping young bull right behind you that's sure. uh, that is uh, getting after it. You know, we uh, like to joke around here mm-hmm. that uh, if you can hit, we will find a place for you to stand. Yeah. That that is a a Tim Tadlock ism that everyone has embraced around here, mm-hmm. but. Let me turn that around, though. When everybody can hit, your defense is your deciding factor as well. I would would agree with that. And right now, I mean, I think Gage is doing enough to stay in center. I mean, he he. I mean, now granted, it was Texas Southern, but he improved his his batting average from somewhere in the mid ones to up over three hundred, mm-hmm. and that's good. We we need that from him. Uh, Owen Washburn, same thing. I mean, he's he got out of the gates pretty fast. He's done everything he's been asked to do. I mean, he's a, he's a bat. He doesn't seem like you can keep off the field right now. Um, Gavin is the one that's not really 
He's got off to a slow start. Now he's got two mammoth home runs, uh, but other than that, he struck out a ton. And uh, Stripling is just putting the ball in play, and even when he's out, his outs are loud. And I, I think he's he's got the ability to play first or second. So there are some options. You got another weekend series, and you got a midweek next week. I would expect to see uh, maybe some guys getting some getting some opportunities throughout the weekend. I expect another weekend. I mean, this is, you know, I hope we, we knock on the wood. But Gardner-Webb and Texas Southern would be a pretty good baseball series on of its own right. I yes. mean, that's not I – mean, That's not this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and, and, and truth be told, Texas Southern probably – I mean, I haven't seen Gardner-Webb play this year, but looking at their record, I mean, they beat Quinnipiac and they lost to NCAA and T and they – they were two and five, and I mean they had they hadn't looked real impressive against anybody. And Texas Southern, I mean, we've seen them. I mean they're not great either, but I do want to give they got some guys that can that can rake. I, I do want to give them a little bit of credit on their pitching staff. You know they give up so many runs. I know what you're thinking. How are you going to give them credit? They came in with a plan for their weekend. They did. Where it's, we're going to throw these three guys, or mm-hmm. four guys, We're going to on Friday. We're going to throw these guys on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw these guys on Sunday. I don't care what how many runs you give up. We're not burning through 85 pitchers this week. I think he only took a guy out. Based on when he took him out, I think he might be two. But there's only one guy I think he took out because it's, okay, you're just not getting anybody out. Yeah. I, and that was a dude on Saturday. Um I, I think he took one guy out off schedule um, on that Saturday game. But, I mean, I think he – the guy threw a number of pitches that they wanted to throw. And, I mean, there's just like one guy that they said, well, he's not getting it. But, I mean, if they had thrown their their Saturday starter and their Sunday starter together with the guy that came in after the first guy on Friday, they might have won a game. I mean, because those guys control the, the tech lineup they enough – to uh to make it interesting to make it interesting, uh but um and they they swung it pretty good. I mean they weren't bad. I mean they, I mean they, Offen- th- those guys are gonna put some runs on the board. Yeah, they're gonna put some runs up. That I mean, that's they gonna had, be a an interesting team offensive to yep, look at. They had some they had some the power and they've got some speed and um you know they had some guys that put the ball on the ground and they they put the ball in gaps and I mean it was it was not bad. I mean. Now, did they play defense like the no. <laughs> like the bad news bears? Yeah, I mean there's there's some guys. You, the guy in right field, man. I'd say we had to put a helmet on him at some points. But you know, the first baseman, maybe if you hit a two hopper to him, he'd catch it. But if you hit a you hit a linea near him, he wouldn't get anywhere near it. But those guys could keep themselves in the game. That being said, I expect there to be some some. Fact fighting missions this weekend. Sure, I think he's going to try. He's going to try some guys out, and not try some guys out, but he, some guys will get opportunities to to um, state their cases. Uh, Bullfighter says that coach walks slower than the Duke coach. You have to sometimes. I mean, he he also knew I've got to get this guy some more time in the bullpen. Now, I'm not I'm not exactly sure when they had that guy that they took out off schedule because you you could tell okay this guy's gonna he's probably getting close that guy. I think he just said, "Okay, I gotta get this guy out of here, or he's gonna, he's gonna, yeah, uh, he's gonna combust." Like his out. his season is ra- unraveling ra- as we yeah. see. I mean, that guy's got gasoline in his back pocket. Okay, so I mean, we've talked about the offense, we talked about a little defense. Where are you at in this pitching rotation specifically for the weekend? Well, it looks like uh, Zane Petty's probably gonna get pushed to to the midweek. Um, here, uh, Hare, that's how we say his name, um, is gonna get the Saturday start. Looks like. Um, I was curious what they were going to move Washburn up, and but that takes him off of his regular rest. So uh, we're going to put Hare in there, and that's that's going to be interesting because that's a kid who, for a little bit, looked looked pretty good, okay, in uh, in uh, in Arlington. wasn't as clean against Texas State, um, but he also came in late in the game, and 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 uh, and, uh, and he did start an inning, and. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how he how he reacts. I think that he was a guy that was in the mix for that third starter position, maybe fourth starter position. Mm-hmm. So um, they might have just flip flopped him and 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 Petty this weekend. Um, you know, Petty's just got to get some things worked out. He's a guy that you know started slow last year and and 
And by the time we got to the regional, that's the guy that's getting us right. quality innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, and starting slow is not a crime in baseball. Uh, we've seen plenty of guys start start slow. Hudson White, his last two seasons, started off really hitting 035. And then by the end of the year, he was our three-hole hitter, four-hole hitter, and you were counting on him. You couldn't wait to see that guy come to the plate. Petty's going to be that guy. It just, you know, it all, he didn't all of a sudden forget how to pitch. It's just that some guys, they start slower than others. Does it concern you that your starting rotation for the weekend hasn't looked great when you have Big 12 play starting next week? <sighs> there's there's some truth to that. I mean, but, you know, I mean, it doesn't operate in a vacuum. I'm, I'm wondering, I hadn't looked at UT. What does their starting rotation look like? I know that I know dudes. that one of their weekend guys, dude, huh? One of their their dudes. Everyone's got dudes. Yeah, we the, got dudes are, too. Like, well, one of their dudes went, went down and made brown in his pants since the first start. So let's uh, we'll, we'll peek ahead to those guys when it's time to peek ahead of those guys. Yeah, we got a little bit. I mean, we're still gonna hit. You know what else we got to do? Uh, we got to talk about animals. We got to talk about animals. Uh, Kaylee's Dailies. Well, maybe. on the way next we'll find on one hundred point seven score. Oh. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line podcast from one hundred point seven. The score. The bottom line on the way on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Uh, Jeff sitting in for choice, sitting alongside now the one and only Jamie Lint and Chris uh, and Clint Scott. I don't know where Chris came. And Chris just left. That's not my name. That's <laughs> not my name. Almost where I'm at with and, and I did not expect a Ting Tings reference yeah, from Jamie. I, that was fantastic. Uh, there, it, that comes from a former producer of The Morning Drive. That when I would fill in on occasion, he would get called my name the first day back. I didn't get called his name, mind you. He got called my name, his normal producer. And it would be talking to Jeff when Jeff was not in the other room. Jeff was very much home asleep at the time. And that's when the, That's Not My Name was uh, introduced to the morning drive. And it got played a lot. So during one of the baseball broadcasts this past weekend, I think think it was Saturday. Um, I called Choice by a different name. I called him Jeff, and we both kind of chuckled about it. And then we went to the commercial break, and I said, people probably don't think that's crazy because I call the games normally with Jeff Haxton. I was not referring to Jeff Haxton. <laughs> You're referring I was, to me. I was referring to Jeff McGuire. <laughs> And I hadn't called a game yet that this year with Jeff, so probably wouldn't have made sense for me to say Jeff Haxton. Sure. So. I, I've been enjoying uh, – I think it just happened twice, but uh, enough for me to giggle at it. Gus keeps calling Jacob Rogers Caleb Rogers and then catches himself and then gets <laughs> mad at it. I'm like, oh, you man. just love what's going on over there at the USA yeah. during half times sure, and stuff. I mean, sure. He's killing it. I uh, – Grant Little's freshman year at Texas Tech, I couldn't stop calling him Grant Hill. I just couldn't stop. I mean, I bet you I did it six or eight times. Wasn't there another one, too? Like, not Josh and Jace. You never had that issue. Wasn't there another brother combination that had come through that were years apart that you kept calling the the new one? Hunter and Reed Redman? I don't No, I don't think it would have been those two. I don't think that was it. And were you even here for Reed? Doing bro- you were here, but I, I don't wasn't know if you were doing broadcast. For yeah. Reed, yeah. Man. Reed Redman. Missed that guy. He could pick it at third. Turned him to they turned him into a pitcher in minor leagues. He didn't make it, obviously, because we'd have mm-hmm. heard him by now. But uh imagine bunting on that guy. <laughs> yeah, good luck on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Shifting gears completely here and welcome you into the program. Uh, wrapping up conversations we had before they were discussing. We got into if Sneed was wearing his uh, referee clothes underneath his regular clothes and if he needed to change in a phone booth. Have you ever been in a phone booth, like an actual phone booth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are and, not big places. Yeah, and used them. 
And that mm. clock, like I, I pointed this out to the audience earlier, we've got a little cabinet in here. That's bigger than a phone booth, and I wouldn't want to change clothes in there. Are you sure? That seems really thin. It's close. But I it, think a phone booth is much bigger. I wouldn't say much bigger, but I think a phone booth is a little bit bigger. I don't know, man. That thing's like that. Ha- it, maybe it's the headroom that the that I'm associating it with. Let's the carry it outside not... to the corner, and we'll just <laughs> we'll you know see if that it. helps. Perspective. It'll only be old people. All of you young people will look at it and be like, "What is that?" Well, well, it's Chuck will go in there and drop four or five quarters, wondering. <laughs> I, I don't understand why the phone's not working. <laughs> What? Hello, operator. What's good? Can you hear me? She'd say I, it's, a, it's so unfair that I always use Chuck for my old jokes. He's just the oldest person that I know or hang out with. Maybe because you refuse to introduce yourself to the pickleball players <laughs> That's right. around you. Yeah. He's just the oldest person I hang out with, so he always gets the old jokes. See, now i got to find out if he's older or if Rick is older. I don't hang out with Rick. No, but we see Rick in the hallway. Like there's a... I don't hang out with Rick. I hang out with Chuck and have conversations with him. And Joyce and, and me yeah. and, and Clint. And yeah. We're going to give you up. Which, Rick? <laughs> Sorry. You guys are all much younger. Well, I'm not that much younger. Yeah. I'm only just a couple of years yeah. behind you. You and Hax are just right behind me. So, uh, Jamie, we've uh, kind of scattershotted around a lot of different uh, topics today with regards to Texas Tech athletics and uh, haven't done a whole lot of basketball conversation. Where where's your needle for them right now on the success the rest of the year regular season? Or my is options it, is it up down needle reference? Is this a like yeah? It's a, a, a no diggity. No no no. This is just a a, a dauber. Like yeah, are you up? You down? You concerned? Yeah. No, it's not a no diggity. You know what? It's not a no diggity. Not a no diggity. I am like my dauber's a little bit down right now. I'm at fifty percent diggity. <laughs> Which means I'm not really sure. I wouldn't say, I mean, to say my dauber is down, yeah, you, you just got worked by a team that we hate losing to. So um, that, that dauber is definitely down. I'm not sure of the health right now of Warren Washington, whether yeah. this is a, we can get him back Saturday or we won't see him again the rest of the year. So until I know more of that, I, I can't. If you were to tell me we're not going to have Warren Washington the rest of the, rest of the year, I'm at 100% diggity. Okay, so again, um, this was not a, a, a dig, we were not asking for digitometers here. Okay. Where your dauber at? My need, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like, yeah, I need these guys to get healthy, and I need them to get healthy yesterday. And we need to to shoot better. From that work. would really re- just in general, like mm-hmm. across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how you fix it. I, getting out of February may be the answer. Because February has not been a good shooting month for a couple of guys on on campus, and you've gotten some wins. You've had some other I, guys step up from time to time. That's been nice. I don't know if I'm if I'm overplaying this a little bit, but I do think that the fact that with Warren Washington in the post, um, and your ability to, you know, throw him the high handoffs and all that good stuff, that he does open things up for your outside game a little bit more and he's able to kick out or you have a little bit more freedom out there on the perimeter. So maybe that would also him being back and healthy and a factor and all those things would improve the outside shooting too. I don't want to over-exaggerate exaggerate that because it's not as if you run your offense through him. You don't, but... No, um, but he's a, a key cog. He's another threat that you have to worry about. I mean, right now, that I don't think that anybody's worrying about Emily Yalaho or... Uh, Robert Jennings offensively, they just don't pose the kind of threat. Yeah. And all of this could be solved on Saturday when uh, Tech takes on West Virginia on the road, assuming Warren Washington plays and plays well. Like, And mm-hmm. if you go into West Virginia, who is the last place team in the Big 12, and throw up a 29-point win, we're going to feel a little bit better on Saturday. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. February 29th. 
On a normal year, this would be March, and it would be time for March Madness here on the bottom line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff in for choice, sitting alongside Jamie and Clint. He's the first voice you hear when you call the uh, Visual Edge IT hotline at 806-771-0973 to join in on any of the conversations that we get into today, including a little pre-March Madness Madness conversation when we're looking at the Big 12. I have all 14 teams in front of me in their order of standing as we currently sit in the Big 12. I have in front of me their overall record and their Big 12 record and their schedules for a group of teams here, not all of them, but a large chunk that I'm willing to bet I have covered any problems that may entice us with these questions. So the first thing the three of us are going to do, guys, and and on the H. Florence Center chat line as well, you are free to uh, add your thoughts in on these topics. 14 teams in or out NCAA tournament. I say no. (laughs) Is Out. Houston in the NCAA tournament? Oh, we weren't going there. We're going to go team by team. I think it's stupid to say Houston wouldn't be in the NCAA tournament at this point. I would also say probably Iowa State and Kansas on the, of course they're in the tournament, you stupid idiot, conversation. That's fair, right? I, I think you can put Baylor in there too. Baylor is the next group that I would be getting to. Because I would also put Tech in that conversation that they are in the NCAA tournament this season. I'm not ready to go there with Tech. All I'm saying is Baylor, if they lose out, they're nine and nine in conference play, and I feel like the, you know, winning fifty percent of your games in conference play, and you're at a good Power Five conference, you're in. You're okay. In. Okay. Like, I think it's. It, you're going worst case scenario that they're in. Yeah, I, and I, that's fine. Yeah, and and I guess I'm saying with Texas Tech and BYU and TCU, if they were to lose out and lose in the first round of the tournament. And there were a bunch of upsets and some blah, 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 all that. Sure. I'd be nervous on Selection Sunday. Okay. Clint, where are you at on the Baylor-Texas Tech line? Yeah, I put them in two different groups, too. I, I, Baylor's, okay. Baylor's locked. Yeah. Okay, so Texas Tech, you've got not locked, but close. Is that fair? I think Texas Tech, BYU, and TCU at 8 and 7. I think all three of them, I would call them a lock if they get one more win. Uh. UT coming in in eighth. I think they need more than one more win. More than one win. OU? Same thing. Same thing. Kansas State. I. Where they currently sit. We're not doing any projections for going forward. Clint, do you feel like they have to get to nine and nine? I don't know that nine and nine this year in the Big 12 is comparable to what 9-9 would have been in previous years with the number of teams you've got in the conference and how good this conference has been across the board. So you're saying 8-10 and 10 still I think 8-10 and 10 is the new 9-9 nine and nine on the overall record. <laughs> I know that... You I like know, how you put that. That was um, good. Because it, it's so much more a dominant basketball conference. Is that a fair thing to say that the 8-10 and 10 is the new 9-9 nine and nine in the Big 12? I think it depends on the team because... We're just going off record, and we're not bringing up the net. Like Kansas State, that net is terrible. They're like I think 73, 74. Something like that, yeah. It's gonna have. They're gonna have to do. So you feel like they have to get to nine and nine. It, it's it's more of who are they beating on the way to get some quad one wins and stuff like that because they've got a quad. They're one of the few that have a quad three loss right now that's really killing them. Negative record in quad two games, and so Kansas State specifically. I think for them, they're going to have to win the conference tournament. Really? I think that that's what's going to have to happen with them. Even if they went 10-8. and eight, If they won out and went 10-8. and eight, That I would include I'm just a not win expecting over Kansas. Them. I guess I just... I, okay, yeah. yes. I don't think they're going to go 10-8. and eight. That would be Let a win rephrase. against Kansas and a win against Iowa State. Let me rephrase. If they did that, they would be in. Yeah, they're, not they're, not they're not doing that. They're not doing that. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so now UCF at 11th place. So most likely Kansas State is going to be 8-10. and 10. Okay. Who is their th- other game Can't for Kansas uh, State? Kansas State has at Cincinnati, at Kansas, versus Iowa State. Yeah, let's just assume they get the at Cincinnati, and that's no gimme. Okay. Um, if they're 8-10, and 10, I, you're probably right. 
with that 73 net. UCF versus Iowa State versus Houston at TCU. Are they NIT bound, we think? UCF? UCF. Yes. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, UCF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. UCF. And then we get down to Cincinnati and 12. Not I don't yet. think uh, – none of us are thinking they're going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. NIT area. What, what They've just, got a decent record overall at uh, – hang on, where to go? I just had it in front of me. 16 and 12. They're going to have an above 500 record overall. For, for Cincinnati, it's crazy because two weeks ago they were that, hey, can can they be the 10th team that gets into the tournament yeah. from the Big 12, that bubble discussion, and just yep. gone. Sure. So now that we've kind of got that established, that you've got four locks at this point, you've got the next three that need one, then you've got UTOU, Kansas State, probably needing two. Texas Tech, we think, needs one win. Best chance for that win this weekend at West Virginia? No. I would put at it, home of the three that you TCU. have. I'm, I, I'm way on the wrong schedule. Hang on. Yes. Let me get back down. At home against Baylor, on the road against Oklahoma State. Those yes. are your three. Um, I would say this weekend is the least likely of those three. Really? Yes. See, because might... you think you have a chance to get healthier for the other games? Because that's what I think. Okay. Part of it. That's part. That's mostly what I, where I'm at. But I think winning at home against Baylor is more likely than winning on the road at West Virginia. So we are circling Oklahoma State as win and you're in that's the most Baylor likely. icing on the cake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. BYU finishes the season versus TCU. At Iowa State versus Oklahoma State. Beat Oklahoma State, win and they're in? Probably. Mm-hmm. Clint? Even if they lost to TCU. Is a TCU matchup at home or on the road? At home. Run run through it again for me. Versus TCU at Iowa State versus Oklahoma State. And this is BYU? BYU. This is BYU. Who... I think BYU is already in to me. Again, that is a 10th in the net team. They're not going to fall all the way out of that where they're out of the tournament. Mm-hmm. So you think they don't need to win any more games and they're still getting in, but you do feel like well, Texas Tech needs to win more? they still got Oklahoma more. State in there. You lose to Oklahoma State, that you're going to take a little bit of a hit in your net. A I don't know bit. it's going to be that bad. A little but bit, but it's not. not I, I think, and, far, and BYU, yeah. this is where you're going off like the Ken Palm and net and stuff like that. They stockpiled so much in the non-conference that that's where like a Kansas state, there's a difference who absolutely did not do some of that work. Mm-hmm. Um, and where to me, Texas tech lies somewhere in the middle of that scale for needs and wins yeah. and sure. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think BYU is already in. I think, I think they confirmed they were in when they just beat Kansas. At uh, out Allen yeah. Fieldhouse. Yeah. I think that locked them in. Okay. Uh, TCU is at BYU, at West Virginia, and then home versus UCF. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think they're in. I th- I think they'll get at least one of those, maybe two, but I think they're in. I mean, nine. I and think nine... they're going to get in. I wouldn't say they're guaranteed in right, right. now. Right. Well, yeah, the, we the, it, the, we're on the second part of the conversation now. What is it going to take for these guys to mm-hmm. to jump up? Uh, UTOU. Uh, Texas finishes uh, versus Oklahoma State at Baylor and then versus OU. Beat Oklahoma State, beat OU. Do you think Texas needs two wins? Yeah, that's going to be a fun little matchup with Texas and Oklahoma to finish it out. They are 18 and 10 right now. We know the NCAA tournament likes those nice round numbers in the first column with a 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think Texas is ultimately going to get in. Oklahoma versus Houston uh, versus Cincinnati at at Texas to finish. So they've got two home games. One of them not win. I don't know that Houston's winnable for them. Yeah, I, I think Oklahoma's going to get in. Kansas State at Cincinnati at Kansas versus Iowa State. That might be a 3-0 week. Need a 3-0 to get in is where we were at, right? Yeah, and I don't think they're going to get that. But... Then you're looking at NIT, and I think that they're an easy pick for an NIT team. Sure. So what we're saying, folks, is that nine could get in and maybe ten. Not really a ten chance. I've, I've got it strictly at nine at this point. I'd be really surprised if Kansas State got in. 
But you know what I like in all of that conversation? Tech is in. You know why? Because we weren't last year, and we knew why we weren't last year. And a turnaround like this from not to yes and not having to pay, take the middle step into the NIT, even with the injuries that you've had, sign me up, folks. It's the bottom line. Jamie's question of the day on the way next. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Bottom line, bottom line rolling on on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. I'm going to blame the Red Bull on that one that it had just... I hadn't finished apparently swallowing it all in it. There's was, two there's... things that should not go together. <laughs> Jeff McGuire and Red Bull. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like four. you're pretty. It's ex- an afternoon coffee cup. I feel like you're a pretty excitable guy oh, sure. already. That's why they call him the big energy around the building. The big energy. The big I energy. like it. Yeah. Okay. We got BPE and BE. Well, and I think that's an homage to the big transmission. Mm hmm. <laughs> and Mark Finkner. So, you know. Okay, so now that um, I have completely messed this up, let's uh, pitch this to Jamie to save us with Jamie's question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Okay, gentlemen. My question for you today revolves around Red Raider football. I think we've talked a lot about this fun little home schedule that the Red Raiders get to have this year with seven home games. I want you to tell me the Red Raiders record in the five road games. The five road games, you say? Well, we know, as we pull up the schedule, that you are at Arizona. You skipped Washington State. Unless you're just going in alphabetical order. Well, I was... I was starting with big. I think play. we should read all schedules in alphabetical order. <laughs> I'd have to really think on that. Uh, okay, at Washington State, you are at Arizona. You are home against Cincinnati, so that one doesn't count. You are going to be facing TCU and Fort Worth. Is that a neutral site game? No. Okay, just checking. You're at Ames. You're at Stillwater, and that covers your five games. I think it's a really hard road schedule. It's certainly harder than the home games to me. And I know that's, yes, usually you play better at home, but I think just opponent-wise, if you went neutral site on all Mm -hmm. of these, I would take the seven over the five. I mean, here's the catch. The, The Iowa State game only worries me because it's in November. Because weather plays so much of a factor in that stadium that it's not it, it's almost an unfair home advantage that only because they're up north. That's it's, the only thing that worries you. I I think you're a better football team than they are. I do too, but I mean what they've done to you defensively over the years and their little cloud coverage. Deal yeah, but you've been you able to complete, handle it mostly. Oh, uh, Patrick Mahomes just knocked on the door. Sure. Uh, Patrick didn't handle it well. Patrick was with the Chiefs the last He's three years. He's on the uh, Visual Edge IT hotline. He has some very non-FCC-friendly <laughs> things to tell you right now. Okay. I know you scored a bunch of points when you kicked the 63-yarder or whatever it was. Right. I mean, okay. you've that kind of but, train has turned, and I don't think that Iowa State is as shiny as, as they used to be either. Like, no one is talking about them being the dark horse in the Big 12 anymore. <clears throat> Are you talking about them being the dark horse in the Big 12 in football? Yes. See, I'd put your team. He said no one. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> I would put your team above oh, Iowa State. See, here's, in the dark see, horse here's where I'm coming from. I don't have them as a dark horse because I think it's so wide open. If you're getting to dark horse, you're getting to like the sixth best team. And okay. I think... All right. So if you're talking the six best, but team, I think I I think Iowa State is going to be a very frustrating team to go against. I think that's easily a bowl team. Um, I think through all of the questions, I'm like, oh, what are they going to do at quarterback without Hunter Deckers? And then Rocco Beck played fine to good at times. Um, I uh, 
I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be some threat to be a 12 and 0 team, but I think Iowa State's going to be just fine. And I really don't, I wouldn't want anyone to go to Ames. Okay. So here's my question for today. Tell me what you think the record will be. You're right now. You're five road games. I'm going to go three and two. And to answer your next question, which of the two losses, I'm going to take your last two road games of the season at Oklahoma State and at Iowa State. Okay. I've got you down as two and three on the road. Still have you as a nine and three team overall. Um, I think two and three on the road. I don't like that game at Ames. I don't like the game at Stillwater. And the game at Arizona is probably the one I'm looking at as your losses. I'm with Clint. Uh, You're a nobody too. Yeah. Oklahoma State and Iowa State, I feel like percentage chance there are both below 40%. TCU is the swing one here. Arizona is a toss-up to me. And Washington State's not a gimme either. No, but not I, a gimme. That's the one I'm most confident in. Next would be TCU, um, and then probably Arizona. But Iowa State and Oklahoma State, I don't feel good about it all. Yeah, I kind of need you to play well against uh, Washington State. See, and going back to the question that we had on the morning drive a few days ago, where you know most important two game stretch of the season, mm-hmm. those first two. See, the problem is, Clint, I can't just go seven and zero at home. I just feel like something will go wrong for one of those games. And you know why? We'll have to play a third-string quarterback or Red something. Red Raider fan. He's been there. Okay. He's seen it. So he knows. Two and three on the road says to me eight and four. Would you be upset? I just talked myself down to eight and four. That's that's not happening. Man. Would you be upset bad. at eight and four, though? Upset? Upset. Uh, upset's too strong of a word. I mean, I'm, I'm upset when my – Daughter turns the ball over and misses free throw or double faults. Right, but you Makes get over her walk that much home faster than a disappointing football season. <laughs> That's I'm like you just, get star foam for supper. I'm just kidding. Um, Rice cakes. Would eight and right. four upset me? No, I don't think it would upset me. I think eight and four regular season would be feel like you're making progress. I, I would feel like you probably probably left a little meat on the bone though. Who's the best team that you play at home? Is it West Virginia? Dare I say I think the Colorado? Timing, I think the timing factors into that. Yeah, I think it's fair. I don't know that we know what Colorado is going to be next year yet. Because if Dion does another upgrade like he did last year with his roster, which I imagine I, I wasn't following what they did on National Signing Day or what they've done with the transfer portal or, or how any of that looks. And... Could he have it rolling? He could, but it, they could also be the 6-6 six and six team in the Big 12, which would be nothing to sneeze at for where they have been, but also not in the conversation of 8-4 and four and 9-3 and three that we're kind of in right now with Texas They State. could also be a 4-8 and eight team in the Big 12 still. Yeah. I think you're right. I thought in your first one, Clint, I think it's West Virginia. I think Colorado might be second on the list. I sit here and look at this. And I go, so take those two out of the mix and look at the other five. And I'm like, which one of the five are we going to find a way to lose? My prediction is if that happened, it would be against Baylor because that would be the one that would hurt the worst. If that were to happen, I'm not calling it as a loss. No, but that would be the... There's part of me that thinks early Arizona State or Cincinnati, but I think they're both going to be so not good. They've just got so many questions to answer uh, for Arizona State that that game has significantly lost a lot of worry factor uh, in this offseason for me as we sit here and look at it. Uh, Arizona, a toss-up off the 8th Swing Center chat line. Good luck there. Laugh out loud. I don't know where where that's a laugh out loud. That's... Well, they were a good football team last year. Yeah. I mean, but they lost their head coach. I still think they're going to be a good football team this year. But, I I mean, I don't go into that and say Tech has no chance. I'm very confused by what Arizona is going to be. Like, how much did Jed Fish mean to that program? Yeah. Um, It's not like everybody stayed there either, but you get a nice offensive piece. Obviously, the quarterback stays. Mm Mm-hmm. That's I, still, why I still think they're going to be like, oh, top yeah. four or five in the conference. I, I think okay. where I went is Arizona, what to me, 
when everything seemed like it was all together, heading in all this momentum before everything kind of just hit the fan, I was buying into that could be someone who comes in and competes I'm for a Big 12 way. championship. And same now way. I'm more like, that's a bowl team, They're but is that, a, is that an eight-win team? Is that a six-win team? Right. I don't know. There's a big yeah. swing there. Let's let, ask this question very quickly. How many games on this year's schedule do you think Texas Tech can't win? None. There's not a team on this schedule I don't think you can beat. Doesn't mean you will. I'm talking that you would roll into it going no shot. I don't think there is one. I also don't know how many I would say are no chance at losing this game either. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.